0: I invite you at this time to turn in your Bibles with me to Genesis chapter 27. Genesis chapter 27 can be found in your pew Bible on page 40. Genesis chapter 27 verses 1 through 40 is our reading this morning. Hear now the reading of God's holy, inspired, and infallible word. When Isaac was old and his eyes were so weak that he could no longer see, he called for Esau, his older son, and said to him, My son, here I am, he answered. Isaac said, I am now an old man and don't know the day of my death. Now then, get your weapons, your quiver and bow, and go out to the open country to hunt some wild game for me. Prepare me the kind of tasty food I like and bring it to me to eat, so that I may give you my blessing before I die. Now Rebecca was listening as Isaac spoke to his son Esau. When Esau left for the open country to hunt game and bring it back, Rebekah said to her son Jacob, Look, I overheard your father say to your brother Esau, Bring me some game and prepare me some tasty food to eat so that I may give you my blessing in the presence of the, uh, the Lord before I die. Now, my son, listen carefully and do what I tell you. Go out to the flock and bring me two choice young goats so I can prepare some tasty food for your father just the way he likes it. Then take it to your father to eat so that he may give you his blessing before he dies. Jacob said to Rebekah, his mother, But my brother Esau is a hairy man, and I'm a man with smooth skin. What if my father touches me? I would appear to be tricking him and would bring down a curse on myself rather than a blessing. His mother said to him, My son, let the curse fall on me. Just do what I say. Go and get them for me. So he went and got them and brought them to his mother, and she prepared some tasty food just the way his father liked it. Then Rebekah took the best clothes of Esau, her older son, which she had in the house, and put them on her younger son, Jacob. She also covered his hands and the smooth part of his neck with the goatskins. Then she handed to her son, Jacob, the tasty food and the bread she had made. He went to his father and said, My father, yes, my son, he answered. Who is it? Jacob said to his father, I am Esau, your firstborn. I have done as you told me. Please sit up and eat some of my game, so that you may give me your blessing. Isaac asked his son, How did you find it so quickly, my son? The Lord, your God, gave me success, he replied. Then Isaac said to Jacob, Come near so I can touch you, my son, to know whether you really are my son Esau or not. Jacob went close to his father Isaac, who touched him and said, The voice is the voice of Jacob, but the hands are the hands of Esau. He did not recognize him, for his hands were hairy like those of his brother Esau. So he blessed him. Are you really my son Esau? He asked. I am, he replied. Then he said, My son, bring me some of your game to eat, so that I may give you my blessing. Jacob brought it to him and he ate and he brought some wine and he drank. Then his father Isaac said to him, come here, my son, and kiss me. So he went to him and kissed him. When Isaac caught the smell of his clothes, he blessed him and said, ah, the smell of my son is like the smell of a field that the Lord has blessed. May God give you of heaven's dew and of earth's riches, an abundance of grain and new wine. May nations serve you and peoples bow down to you. Be Lord over your brothers, and may the sons of your mother bow down to you. May those who curse you be cursed, and those who bless you be blessed. After Isaac finished blessing him, and Jacob had scarcely left his father's presence, his brother Esau came in from hunting. He too prepared some tasty food and brought it to his father. Then he said to him, My father, sit up and eat some of my game, so that you may give me your blessing. His father Isaac asked him, Who are you? I am your son, he answered. Your firstborn, Esau. Isaac trembled violently and said, Who was it then that hunted game and brought it to me? it just before you came, and I blessed him. And indeed, he will be blessed. When Esau heard his father's words, he burst out with a loud and bitter cry and said to his father, Bless me, me too, my father. But he said, Your brother came deceitfully and took your blessing. Esau said, Isn't he rightly named Jacob? He has deceived me these two times. He took my birthright, and now he's taken my blessing. Then he asked, Haven't you reserved any blessing for me? Isaac answered Esau, "'I have made him lord over you, and have made all his relatives his servants, and I have sustained him with grain and new wine. So what can I possibly do for you, my son?' Esau said to his father, "'Do you have only one blessing, my father? Bless me too, my father.' Then Esau wept aloud. His father Isaac answered him, "'Your dwelling will be away from the earth's richness, away from the dew of heaven above. You will live by the sword, and you will serve your brother.'" But when you grow restless, you will throw his yoke from off your neck. Thus far, the reading of God's holy word may he bless to the hands, hearts, and minds of his people. What we're talking about here in our chapter, our passage this morning is very simple. It's uh, it's what is the will of God, Uh, and can we thwart that will by our own? Devices and schemes and conniving. What is the will of God? Well, let's discuss that. Our theme this morning is faithlessness fuels foolishness, but faithfulness fuels fidelity. Faithlessness fuels foolishness, but faithfulness fuels fidelity. We have four points this morning. The first is Isaac's will. The second is Rebecca's will. The third is Jacob's will. And the fourth is God's will. We have competing wills in our chapter today, our verse today, our passage. And we're going to find out whose will wins in the end. So let's start with point number one, Isaac's will. Now we read that when Isaac was old, he uh, he had become blind and he couldn't see. Um, And he was worried that he was going to pass away. Now we find out later on that Jacob will have to run away to his uh, relatives. um, And he'll work for Laban for 20 years. And they'll come home with two wives, right? And when he comes home uh, 20 years later, um, Esau will be there. And guess who else will be there? Isaac, his dad. So Isaac is not going to pass away anytime soon. But Isaac uh, has a fear of the uh, unknown ahead of him. And so he decides to uh, say, i got to do this thing right now. i got to do this thing right now. But he doesn't know that the Lord still has time for him. The Lord still has time given to him. Um, but um, Isaac then invites his son Esau to him. And he says, now I'm an old man and I don't know the day of my death. Um, so this is what I need you to do. I need you to go do the thing for me that I like for you to do, which is go out, hunt animals, and make tasty food, make gamey food that I like. Um, and when you do that, I'll give you a blessing. Now, I don't know if you know this, but back in the old um, days, in the ancient Near East, um, the oldest son would get the birthright, which went, which meant he would get double inheritance, um, but he would also get a blessing. These things sort of went hand in hand. A birthright and a blessing, right? And so, uh, but... but uh, this tradition, this thing that the fathers would do, uh, pass on the birthright and give his, his uh, children a blessing before his passing, uh, doesn't say anything about requiring one's son to go out and to hunt and to make a nice meal for him and, and, and get him some nice food. See, Isaac is, is being selfish here. Isaac is saying, um, he's being fleshly here. He's saying, Give me the food that I like, and then I'll give you a blessing. Nowhere does it say that that's required, that, that it's required for, uh, for the son to make a meal for his father before a blessing is given. This is just something that Isaac is doing because this is something that Isaac enjoys. This is something that Isaac desires, he craves. And this is what uh, Isaac is uh, asking his son Esau to do. Go, hunt. Make me a good meal, and then I'll give you my blessing. Now, what we find out is that Rebecca is overhearing this, right? And what we get from that, the sense that we get from that, is that there is this sort of rivalry going on in the family that we've sort of gotten seeds up up until this point, right? Um, Isaac's favorite is Esau, and Rebecca's favorite is Jacob. Now, we know from day one, we know from day one that God gave Isaac and Rebekah, a prophecy about these two children. That there was warring nations in her womb, these twins that she was carrying. And, and, and the Lord said to her, two nations are in your womb. Two peoples from with you and within you will be separated. One will be stronger than the other, and the older, older will serve the younger. Now, I believe that Isaac knew that. Right? Isaac knew that. God had said that. That God had said, the older son is going to serve the younger. That God had said, in essence, Jacob I love, Esau I hate it, okay? Yet, what we read happening here in the blessing that Isaac mistakenly gives to Jacob is that Isaac wanted Esau. To have the blessing. Isaac wanted Esau to be the one whom his other siblings would serve, right? So what is Isaac's will? Isaac's will is to, in secret, forth the will of God. In secret, he's going to have this little meeting with his son Esau. And he's going to give the blessing to Esau. Even though he knows that the blessing should go to Jacob. You see what I'm saying here? But before that, he wants to fill his belly with that yummy food that Esau makes for him venison. What's Rebecca's will? Well, verse 5 through 17, we read what Rebecca thinks of this. She has overheard this plan that has happened between Isaac and Esau. And what she has in mind is that she wants to thwart this plan. But she doesn't want to thwart this plan because she knows that it's God's will that Jacob receive the blessing. She wants to thwart the plan because she likes Jacob more than she likes Esau. She loves Jacob more than she loves Esau. She wants Jacob to have the favorite position because Jacob is her favorite. Her little boy. She's turned her own child into an idol. And this is what we see. She says to her son, Jacob, look, this is what I overheard. So this is what I want you to do. I want you to go and to get me some game uh, that we have here um, and, and, and some lambs that we have here, some goats that we have here. And I know how to prepare food the way that your father likes it. So I'm going to prepare it the way your father likes it. And then I want you to take it to your father so that you can give it to him and then he can give you the blessing instead of your, your brother Esau. I wanted him to give you the blessing, okay? So this is what I want you to do. I want you to go in there, and I want you to get the blessing instead of Esau. This is Rebecca's will. She wants Jacob to get the blessing because she loves Jacob more than she loves Esau, not because she wants God's will to be done. She is willing to to dive into trickery, into deception, because she has played up Jacob's place in her life to the position of an idol. This is favoritism on display. This is, this is, un, this is not good parenting, okay? Sometimes, uh, you know, you'll ha- you hear those sermons about the Bible. Uh, the Bible has all these principles for good parenting. Ten, ten principles for good parenting in the Bible. You know, I don't think this chapter is, is in that list. Unless it's a lesson about what not to do. All right? And so, Rebecca is having this conversation with Jacob, right? And she's saying, this is what we're going to do. I'm going to cook this food. You're going to go in there. You're going to get the blessing. That's Rebecca's will. She wants her will to be done, not God's will. Isaac wants his will to be done, not God's will. Well, what about Jacob? He's, in a sense, sort of being roped into this. But how are we to understand Jacob's will in this, all right? Um, Jacob is a very interesting character in this passage. Um, she says, this is what I want you to do. You're going to go in there, and you're going to get the blessing before he dies. And this is what Jacob says to his mother. But my brother Esau is a hairy man, um, and I'm a man with smooth skin. By the way, how hairy do you have to be in order to put a goat's hide on you? <laughs> and that, that's, like, that's what fit. That's what makes Isaac say, Ah, oh, yeah, this is my son. Now, probably some of you have in mind a hairy person that you know, okay? The smooth-haired person, you know, smooth-skinned person, hairy person, right? Um, my wife would say I've become more like Esau as time has gone on. The hair's going away from here and to other places. Um, but this is, what, uh, this is what he says. What if my father touches me? I would appear to be tricking him And would bring down a curse on myself rather than a blessing. What is your logic, Jacob? Here's his logic. He's not opposed. He's not opposed to trickery. He's opposed to getting caught. Now I have this, there's this long um, ongoing joke with with my dad, dad jokes, right? Where he'd always say, you know, in an interview or, or somebody who has, you have to fill out an application, at the, and, and there's always something on the application that says, Have you ever been convicted of a felony? A felony, right? And my dad said, I've never been caught. <laughs> <laughs> I've not been convicted. <laughs> I've, that's different than asking, Have I committed a felony, right? Uh, so um, this is what Jacob is saying. He's saying, Uh, I'm willing to commit a felony. I just don't want to get convicted of a felony, right? I'm willing to be a a trickery person. I'm willing to deceive my father, but I don't want to get caught because if I get caught, then he'll be mad and he'll give me a curse instead of a blessing. Right? So this is what his mother says. Um, She says, don't worry about that. I'll let the curse fall on me. If anything happens, okay? Um, so like I said, she's made her son into an aisle here. Um, so this is what he went. He went and got all the things, right, that she needed. Um, and then she covered his hands and smooth part of his neck with the goatskins. Now you're, you're kind of wondering, what's the smooth part of his neck? Well, that's what it comes in handy when he says, come here, son, let me give you a kiss, right? Um, then she handed her son Jacob the tasty food and the bread she had made. And he went to his father and he said, my father. Yes, my son, he answered. You know, I would think that Jacob would have at least tried to impersonate his brother Esau. I mean, yeah, this is Esau here. Um, but later, later Isaac's like, it's the voice of Jacob, but it's, it's, it's Esau's. Um, Jacob said to his father, I am Esau, your firstborn. I have done as you told me. Please sit up and eat some of my games so that you may give me your blessings. So here, Jacob's will is that he's willing to lie his father he's willing to give false testimony in order to receive the blessing and Isaac asked his son how did you find this so quickly my son and Jacob replied the Lord your God gave me success he replied Jacob's is not only willing to lie to receive God's blessing he's willing to blaspheme God to receive his father's blessing you understand that's what this is right this is taking the Lord's name in vain. When you invoke the name of the Lord in a lie, in a deception, in a scheme to, d- to dishonor your father, you see how many commandments this whole scenario is breaking. He's dishonoring his father and his mother. He's giving false testimony. He's taking the name of the Lord in vain. Jacob says, the Lord your God gave me success. Then Isaac said to Jacob, come near so I can touch you, my son, to know whether you really are my son Esau or not. Jacob went close to his father Isaac, who touched him and said, the voice is the voice of Jacob, but the hands are the hands of Esau. He did not recognize him, for his hands were hairy like those of his brother Esau. So he blessed him. Are you really my son Esau? He asked. I am, he replied. Then he said, my son, bring me some of your game to eat so that I may give you my blessing." Obviously, you can tell that Isaac is sensing something is up here, right? And I, I don't know about you, um, but uh, there are moments and there are scenarios in my life when I have begun to go down a certain path towards sin, right? Towards falling into temptation. And, and, and many times in that path, I feel like there's been uh, ways that God has said, Are you sure you want to do this? Are you sure you want to go down this path? God has created barriers for me where he said, you know what's going to happen if you do this, right? And this is what I see happening right here with Isaac. Every time Isaac says, are you sure you're my son? Is this really my son? That's an opportunity for Jacob to evacuate. To say, no, never mind. This is not the way that I'm going to receive God's blessing. This is not the way I'm going to receive the promised blessing. I'm going to trust, I'm going to have faith in the Lord to provide this blessing for me because this, the Lord has said he will, okay? So I'm going, to tr- I'm going to have faith in the Lord because faithfulness fuels fidelity, but faithlessness fuels foolishness. This is foolishness right now. What is going on? What Jacob is seeking to do? What his mother and him are scheming to do, right? Right? This is not an expression of faith. But Jacob followed through with it, didn't he? He said, no, I'm going to pursue this. I am already committed to this path of sin. And I'm going to go all the way to the end. So Jacob brought it to him and he ate and he brought some wine and he drank. And his father said, come here, my son, and kiss me. So he went to him and kissed him when Isaac caught the smell of his clothes he blessed him and said, "All oh, the smell of my son is like the smell of a field that the Lord has blessed." And the blessing that uh, Isaac gives to Jacob is one of of um, provision and protection. May God give you heaven's dew and a verse richness, abundance of grain and new wine. May nations serve you, peoples bow down to you, be lord of your brothers, may the sons of your mother bow down to you, may those who curse you be cursed, and those who bless you be blessed. That's uh, a reinvocation of the promise given to Abraham by God. That those who bless him would be blessed, and those who curse him would be cursed, right? Jacob stands there, and he receives the blessing that he knew was intended for his brother Esau. By the way, we get the sense here that the blessing that Isaac gives is a, is a blessing of power. You know? That this really is what the, Jacob is going to receive now. So I kind of wonder, too, if um, Jacob smells like a field for the rest of his life. <laughs> Even though that's apparently what Esau smelled like. Jacob's will is to deceive his father in order to receive the blessing. Jacob's will is to follow the the path of faithlessness rather than depending and waiting on God and his faithfulness. But what about God's will? How do we see God's will accomplished in this passage? It seems like a lot of people scheming. It seems like a lot of people seeking to do what they want to do. um, And not a lot of consideration or thought about what God has said um, or what God wants to accomplish, right? Well, we see then, after Isaac finished blessing Jacob, and Jacob left, Esau showed up. And Esau said, my father, I've got what you want. Uh, give me your blessing. And Isaac, he is disturbed by this. He says, uh, who are you? And he says, I'm your firstborn, Esau. And in verse 33, Isaac trembled violently. Isaac trembled violently. What do you, what do you think about that? That when he realized that he had given the blessing to Jacob, he trembled violently because he knew that these, this blessing was, a, was words of power. Right? See, a lot, of, a lot of times people in our day and age, we don't think that our words matter at all or they mean anything. We stick them on Facebook posts and we share them all over the world. We send emails that we regret. We say things without thinking about the weight of them, the word of them, right? We say things without thinking about the power of, of words and what that can do and what that can affect. Well, Isaac, in his ancient Near Eastern culture, Isaac understood the, the power of words. In fact, if he did not believe in the power of words, he just would have said, Okay, well then, uh, what I just said to Jacob, cancel that. I didn't mean that. That was nothing. Um, I'm going to say that to you now. Isaac doesn't do that. Because he understands you can't take your word back. And also, I think he understood something else. He understood. He understood that God's will had been done despite his pursuit of his own will in opposition to God's will. Jacob... And his mother used sin and deception and trickery. They schemed together to do this whole thing. Isaac trembled violently and said, He will be blessed. Indeed, he will be blessed. Because Isaac understood that despite his attempt, To pursue a path of sin. And despite Jacob and his mother's intent to pursue a path of sin. God's will was accomplished. It was God's will that the older serve the younger. It was God's will to show his choice in election. That Jacob would be loved and Esau would be hated. Does this sound like anything else in the Bible to you? Do you not think that maybe later on in Jacob's life, when he finds out that his other sons sold his beloved favorite son into slavery and lied to them and said he was mauled by an animal, that later on when they were experiencing a drought and a time of famine, that they went down to Egypt and found out that in fact God had raised Joseph up to be at the second hand of, of Pharaoh, and that Joseph, even though he had experienced all kinds of hardships, being sold into slavery, being lied about in Potiphar's house, being placed in jail, being forgotten about for years, that God had brought him there for the reason to save his family, to save the people of God that Later on, when Jacob passed away and his brothers came to him, worried that maybe he would finally turn against them, they they said, Jacob said, your father said, don't do anything to harm us. That Joseph said, yes, I understand that. Don't worry because what you intended for evil, God intended for good. Maybe Jacob would think, yeah, that happened in my life once. What I intended for evil, God intended for good. What I intended for deception, God intended for his glory and for the display of his grace and his mercy. Does that sound like anything else to you? Does it sound like anything else to you in the Bible? How about that when Jesus Christ, our Savior, walked this earth, there were many people scheming. And plotting. The Jews, the leaders, the scribes, the Pharisees, they wanted him dead. And they wanted him out of the way because they didn't like his popularity. They didn't like that he was garnering attention. They thought that his uh, popularity and his attention, and, and uh, they were jealous, but they thought that it was going to uh, create a, a riot, create a risk. That the the the, uh, the the Roman people would come down upon them and, and, and attack them because this had happened before and, and other kinds of insurrections, and so they were plotting and they were scheming and, and Judas Iscariot he was plotting and he was scheming because he was going to take a moment and get those thirty pieces of silver so that he could sell he could sell Jesus over to the the uh, the, the authorities um, at an, an appropriate time and, and the and the um, The high priest, he was plotting and he was scheming because he was trying to get these people who would give these false testimonies about Jesus and lie about Jesus. And these Jews and these leaders, they brought him Jesus before uh, Pontius Pilate. And Pontius Pilate, he was uh, plotting and scheming because he didn't really want to kill Jesus, but he thought, if I don't do this, then the Jewish people will be upset with me. So I'm just gonna say, go ahead, do whatever it is that you wanna do, so go on with it. And Jesus, the son of God, said, Sinless and perfect in righteousness, carried his own death instrument up a hill, died on the cross at the hands of people who unlawfully, in, in all kinds of injustice, killed him and murdered him. But what they intended for evil, God intended for good what they thought was their pursuit of their own sinful will. Unbeknownst to them, it was God's will that Jesus would die on the cross and three days later, rise again. And so Isaac confesses that. He says, I tried to pursue my own sinful desire and will, but God... Your will be done. He will be blessed. Jacob will be blessed. Jacob will be blessed. You know, there's one other character in this um, chapter this morning. And it's the story of Esau. Now, some of us might read this and feel sad um, for Esau. It was um, not his fault that Jacob and his mother deceived Isaac. Um, That not only would would Esau have his birthright taken from him, but he would also have his blessing taken from him. And you get the sense here at the end of this chapter that Esau is pleading with his father. Is there no more blessing for me? Please, father, a blessing for me. And you get the sense that Isaac wants to do something for his son, but he knows he can't. And I mean, think about these words. Think about these words that Isaac has for his son Esau, his favorite son Esau. They aren't words of promise, are they? Your dwelling will be away from the earth's richness, away from the dew of heaven above. You will live by the sword and, you're, and you'll serve your brother. These aren't good words. Esau has missed out on the birthright, and the blessing. What does the Bible say to us about him? Are we supposed to feel sorry for him? Actually, what the Bible says to us is that we should heed Esau's situation and circumstance as a warning. A warning. And it's a poignant warning because... The life of Esau tells us something very important. We don't have forever. We don't have forever to step into the promise of God. To receive the birthright of Jesus Christ, our Savior, and the blessing of being united to Him. We don't have forever to, by faith, enter into the presence of Almighty God and be co-heirs with Jesus Christ, adopted into the family of God, recipients of all the blessings that are due Jesus Christ. We may not even have tomorrow. And that's why God's word says, today is the day of salvation. Do not wait for tomorrow. Tomorrow if the the gospel of Jesus Christ is presented to you, don't waste your time. Believe. Don't end up like Esau. That even though you may plead for the blessing, there is no blessing left. We will not have forever to receive and accept the good news of Jesus Christ. So believe on the Lord. And know then, if you are a believer, the principles put down in this passage to us teach us that we are to pursue a life of faithfulness. Believing in the Lord and His promises instead of faith lessness because faithlessness fuels foolishness but faithfulness fuels fidelity amen will you pray with me heavenly father we thank you that we have your blessed word we thank you lord that we have this truth here before us that although we may often pursue what we believe our own will our own sinful will and that, Lord, you are uh, accomplishing your will. There's nothing that we can do to keep you from accomplishing your will. But, Heavenly Father, we desire as believers, as Christians, to align our, wills with, our, our will with your will. And so, we offer our bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to you, as a spiritual act of worship. We no longer desire to conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our minds so that we will be able to test and approve what your will is, your good, pleasing, and perfect will. So we pray, Heavenly Father, that we would do this. We will also pray, Heavenly Father, that you would put aside all in us that is opposed to your will, that we would not scheme or... Uh, uh, um, lower ourselves to trickery and deception in order to get what we want, but we would trust in you, Lord. And that we would heed the warning that Esau gives us here in this passage that we do not have forever. And if we have not believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, Lord, that we would believe. If there are any of those here today or listening that have not trusted in Jesus Christ to receive his his birthright and his blessing through him, Lord, that they would. That you would turn them to you and you would open their hearts to the good news of Jesus Christ. That in him they have forgiveness of sins and perfect righteousness. And we pray, Heavenly Father, that you would be with us the rest of this morning. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Will you stand?